That's a great song and well done. I appreciate the message, the message of that song. Open your Bibles again to Mark chapter 4, and we're going to look at these five verses tonight. Mark chapter 1 or 4, verses 21 through 25. The outline will have four simple words as I preach on this subject. This little light of mine, this little light of mine. Heavenly Father, thank you for church today. Thank you for the good singing. Thank you, Lord, for the good fellowship. Thank you, Lord, for the power of the Word of God and for how the truth of God helps us. Thank you for those that have come to know you as Savior today. Thank you for Brother Cummins following you and believers' baptism this morning. And I pray now that you'd bless the preaching of this uh, truth, of this message. May we see the importance of it in this uh, dark hour that we live in tonight. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. In this uh, illustration or in this passage, Jesus is using an illustration uh, that is a very common object and a very familiar scene as he's talking about a candle or a lamp in a house. Now, it's probably a little difficult for us to understand because we don't understand life without electricity. Uh, everywhere we go, it seems like the lights just come on automatic. It gets dark and the street lights come on. And uh, unless last week you could have imagined it very well, it would have been a good sermon to preach last Sunday while the power was off, this little light of mine. Uh, but in the days in which Christ was speaking, uh, they uh, had uh, lights that were either a candle uh, or uh, a basin that had oil in it and that had a wick that went down into the oil and then they would light the wick and it would pull the oil through, uh, giving light to, to those that were in the house. Now, in order for the lamp to give light, the lamp had to use itself up, and then the oil had to be replenished. I want you to hear that statement, and uh, I'll repeat it through the message tonight. In order for the lamp to give light, the lamp had to use itself up. It had to burn up the oil, and then the oil had to be uh, replenished. If the lamp was not lit, it had no value. If the lamp was lit, but it was covered up, it had no value to those that were in the house. Now, Jesus is speaking not only to his disciples here. Uh, he is speaking to a large number of people who are coming to hear him teach and to hear him preach. And he is telling them, each one of you is like a lamp. Each one of you is like a candle. And so if you will tonight, take it personal. Uh, you say, are you preaching at me? You better know it. I'm not preaching beside you, over you, under you, around you. I'm preaching right at you tonight because that's what Jesus is doing. He is speaking to each of us individually saying, you are a lamp, you are a light, you are a candle. And they were called to shed a spiritual light. They were called to spread God's light and reveal His truth in a world of darkness. The darkness and the blackness of sin and bondage. 
I think all of us would agree tonight that we live in a society, uh, we live in a culture that could be defined as one of darkness, as one of depravity, as one that is covered with the blackness of sin. Now before we condemn the world, we have to understand that darkness is natural. Uh, That is the state of man. And without the light of Christ, man is lost in his darkness. Are you with me tonight? And so when we talk about the world being dark, what we are really saying is uh, the dark world is without light. And if you and I do not shine our light of truth in this dark world, the world will continue in its darkness. How sad it is to see the evil and wickedness of mankind even in our own state on display this week. I saw several news reports of a a group of people that call themselves drag something and uh, they have uh, passed a bill in the state senate uh, saying they cannot uh, uh, put on their shows or whatever they do. It is a display of immodesty and immorality. And I should add of unnatural immorality and unnatural immodesty. And they passed a bill in the Senate uh, that will go over to the House of Representatives to say, uh, you're going to have to keep your behavior among adults. And they said, uh, we want to protect children uh, from the sexually explicit behavior of adults that don't know how to behave in a moral manner. Now, folks are going to live and die in darkness unless the light of Christ is shined in this dark world. I'll say it again later, but it is the responsibility of the preacher to sign the light of truth, the light of morality, the light of decency, the light of purity, the light of holiness, the light of righteousness. That is the responsibility of the man of God. But Jesus is not speaking exclusively to the preacher. He is speaking to every person and he is telling us that each of us are light and we are his light in this world. How sad it is to hear day after day of lives that are being taken by drugs and alcohol. There's not enough light that's being shined by God's people. And I want to say tonight, the purpose of the message is to let our little light shine. We need not put our light under a bushel, but put it on a candlestick that all can see. In these days, there was a place on the wall uh, for that candlestick or for that lamp or that light uh, that would be lit. It was above uh, the things that they would see in the room uh, so they could turn that light on or let that light burn and see. I read the story of a little boy who went uh, with his parents. He was about nine years old on a tour of Europe. And a part of that tour, they visited old churches and cathedrals. In many of those churches, there were massive stained glass windows. And in one of those churches, there were pictures of people. And the tour guide explained to the tourists, these were 
pictures of the disciples of Christ. Whether they were or not, I don't know, but that's how the tour guide explained to the tourists of those pictures that were on those stained glass windows as the light would shine through. And the boy just quietly took in uh, the uh, tour guide's words and they finished their tour uh, in Europe. Some weeks later, uh, he was in Sunday school. And the Sunday school teacher asked the question, can anyone tell me what a disciple is? And the little boy raised his hand and he said, I quote, I know a disciple is a person that the light shines through. That's a pretty good illustration of what a disciple is. What are you and I? We're a disciple. We're a follower of Christ. And as he would define it or illustrate it, a disciple is a one that the light would shine through. The light of Christ is to shine through every teenager. The light of Christ is to shine through every adult. The light of Christ is to shine through every born-again believer, and Jesus is telling us, let your light shine. There are four words I want to give you tonight that would outline this simple message. In verse number 21, we find the light has a purpose. The light has a purpose. Now, it's obvious we know what that purpose is, but Jesus used this common example of a candle to teach a profound spiritual truth. In that day, it would have been an oil lamp or a candle in every house. And most of the time, that house would be one or two rooms. And each room would have a or two candles or two lights in the room. And it was used to provide light in the houses that were naturally dark. I want you to hear me. It is natural for the world to be in darkness. It is supernatural that the light of Christ is to shine through us. Now, as we look at the purpose of the light, we understand the purpose of the light was not to make anything appear or not make anything in the house, but just reveal what was in the house. So the light is to reveal what is there. This is a picture or an example used to illustrate the purpose of truth. Truth is light. Light is truth. This is the light of Christ. This is the truth of Christ. And when Jesus spoke, and of course, He was the Word of God, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, He was giving Himself, He was giving light, He was giving truth to the world. He was light given to people trapped in spiritual darkness to show them that there was a way for them to be saved. Before you heard the truth of the gospel, you were enjoying life in the dark because that's all you knew. But you realize because of the light that shined, we have all sinned against the righteousness of God. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We learn that from the truth or from the light of the scripture. That's the purpose of truth is to reveal what is in our lives. And so we learned that we were a sinner. 
we went further in the scripture and we found that the wages of our sin is death. Aren't you glad that someone shined that light of truth in our hearts, in our life, whether it was in your home, whether it was in vacation Bible school, whether it was in church, or wherever you heard the gospel, the gospel was truth. The gospel was light that shined in your life and said, all are sinners and the wages of sin is death. And then that wonderful good news that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. We wouldn't perish in our sin, but we would have everlasting life and not everlasting death. Thank God for the day that the purpose of the light was revealed in my life and I became a born again child of God. Now, as Christ was the light of the world, he said in John chapter 9 and verse number 5, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. The Lord's light burned brightly to teach men truth to set them free. Listen to me closely just a moment. We live in the day where where preachers say, well, I want to be careful about preaching the Bible. I I don't want to offend someone. Now, 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 folks, understand... We're not trying to offend for offense's sake, but if we don't shine the light of truth, folks are going to die in the darkness of their sin. That's like a doctor saying, well, I wouldn't want to offend someone by telling them they're sick. I wouldn't want a doctor. I wouldn't have a doctor that would not tell me the truth about a sickness. I wouldn't want a doctor that wouldn't say, well, I, I don't want to offend you, so I'm just going to keep it to myself and you'll figure it out one day. Yeah, when I'm dying, I'll figure it out. I want to know at the beginning so I can take care of it. Are you with me tonight? So Jesus was the light of the world to show men that, he, that they were in darkness, but they could live in light. That was the purpose of the light. Now you understand, just as Christ came in the world, into the world, to be that light, you and I are the light of the world today. We are to reflect the light of Christ in this world. Every condemnation of darkness is a revelation of a lack of light. And if your home is dark, you ought to be the light in that home. If your workplace is a place of darkness, your light ought to shine for truth in Christ. As we go into this dark world, folks should know we're not trying to hide our being a child of God with carnality and worldly behavior. We're not trying to sneak up on the world. You don't have to sneak up on something that's in darkness. We want them to know that the light of Christ, a disciple is one that the light shines through. That's the purpose of the light. That's the purpose of truth. I want to give you the second thing. The light not only has purpose, the light has power. Notice verse number 22. For there is nothing hid which shall not be manifested, neither was anything kept secret, but that it should come abroad. Power, or light has power to make hidden things visible. Dr. Bob Jones Sr. said, God gave you a little toe to find furniture in the dark. I don't know about you, I'd rather turn the light on as find it with my little toe. That's a very painful thing. 
The light does not make things. It only reveals what is there. Light has not only a purpose, light has power. The Bible is not only a message of salvation, the Bible is a message of confrontation. How sad it is when the world wants to be dark. How sad it is when the Christian wants to be dark. The light has power. It reveals the darkness of the human heart. Jesus said men love darkness rather than light. Why? Because their deeds are evil. John chapter 3 verse number 19. I'm preaching tonight to the church. I'm preaching tonight to every Christian in the church. We must let the light of the Word of God shine through us in this world or the world will be in total darkness. It is sad to me to meet, to talk to folks who are blind. It hurts. I've never met a blind person that I didn't wish I could help them to see. I believe every person here tonight, if you have a friend or family member who is blind, if you could help them, you would help them be able to see, would you not? We do not want them to be in blindness or be in darkness. The power of the light is to help folks out of the darkness. When this light shines in a person's heart, it reveals all the darkness and sometimes that is painful. However, when the darkness is exposed to light, the darkness has to flee under the power of of the light. By the way, that's why we need the preaching of the truth. That's why we need the preaching of the light in our day. Preaching that exposes darkness. Preaching that exposes sinfulness. I want to say tonight the behaviors of our uh, society that they're trying to make normal today, they're not normal and they're against the Word of God. For example, I'm against gambling, and that's not because of my opinion. I'm against it because it violates the principles of the Word of God. Let me ask you a question. Why is it that gambling has been wrong for 200 and some odd years, or I'm sorry, been illegal for some uh, 200 and some years and, and in our nation, and all of a sudden, have we become the smart generation? No, we've become the dumb generation that said, we don't care what the light says. We don't care what the truth says. Alcohol is a destroyer of lives. Alcohol is a destroyer of marriage. Alcohol is a destroyer. Marijuana is a destroyer of the mind. You hear a lot of folks talk about marijuana today in a positive manner. May I say there's a reason that it has been illegal in our nation for all of these years. The light has a purpose that's to shine. The light has power. We're supposed to turn it on. But I love this last two parts of the message tonight. Verse number 24, the light has privileges. I want you to notice in verse number 24, and he said unto them, 
take heed what you hear. Take heed what you hear. And then he says, with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you. And unto you that hear shall more be given. This verse is very rich in truth. We're cautioned to listen to the right voices. We're cautioned to listen to light and listen to truth. And woe be unto the child of God who thinks conservative radio and conservative television is more truth than the truth of the Word of God. It does not matter what Fox News says or the conservative talk radio and television talking heads say unless they agree with the truth of the Word of God. What the Bible says is true and the Bible cautions us to make sure we listen to the right voices and every voice we hear and every statement we hear should be compared to the Word of God. We don't judge the Bible by a scientist. We judge a scientist by the Word of God. We don't judge a, the Bible by a doctor. We judge a doctor by the Word of God. We don't judge the Bible by an educator. We judge an educator by the Word of God. What God has said is true is true. What God has said is false is false. What God has said is righteous is righteous. What God has said is sin is sin. We're cautioned to listen to the right voices. And then we are challenged, listen to me, not to take truth, not to take light and put it in a bushel, but we're to let it shine. We're to let our light shine to others. You're not supposed to hear the Word of God, to store it in your head, but we're to put it in our hearts that others can know of the truth that we found in Christ. There are three things we find in verse number 24. As I've said already, we're cautioned to listen to the right voices. Second of all, we are counseled to pass on the truth to others. The Great Commission is given to the local church. It is our responsibility to the place one day we will stand in accountability to give the gospel to our generation. And you hear me well. It is your responsibility as much as it is mine. It's as much your responsibility as it is the folks in front of you, beside you, and behind you. It is your responsibility to take the truth of the gospel that God has given to us and share it with others. And not just the truth of the gospel, but the truth of that book. We ought to let folks know, I believe what the Bible says about creation. I believe God is a creator of the world. I believe that He is a sustainer of the universe. I believe God will one day burn up this world and this universe. He'll create a new heaven and He'll create a new earth. We are, we are cautioned to listen to the right voices. We are counseled to pass on the truth to others. And then we're comforted by the Lord's promise. I love this right here in verse number 24. We're comforted by the Lord's promise. The privilege is to those who obey Him by giving their faith to others, by giving truth to others. Here's what He's saying. If you'll take the truth that you learn and you'll share it with others, I'll give you more truth to give. And then I'll give you more truth to give. 
Every dad ought to pay attention to what I'm saying right now. It is our responsibility to teach our children truth. And as we teach our children the Word of God, He said, I will bless you as the oil is burned up because your light is shining. I'll put more oil in your lamp so you can let your lamp burn. You want to know the deep things of God? I hear folks talk about, well, I've had folks to say, you know, I like you preaching when you talk about the deep things. There's nothing deeper than winning somebody to Christ. There's nothing deeper than someone coming to know, uh, coming to know uh, Christ uh, by His grace through their faith in Him. And understand what folks mean by studying deep truths of the Scripture. But you don't find deep truths until you dig away the truth that's above the deep truth. And as we take the simple truth of God and we share it with others, God said, I'll give you more truth to share. And I'll give you more truth to share. It's a wonderful thing to teach the Word of God to others. Did you learn something about the Lord in your private time this week? Let your light shine. Did you glean a nugget in the Sunday school class this morning from the Word of God? Then this week, let your light shine. Did you get something from a sermon that you heard recently that was a truth that stirred your soul? Then go out this week and let your light shine. Did God open your eyes to a truth in His Word? Did He open your eyes to a deep truth in the Bible? Then let your light shine. The more we let our light shine, the more He'll add oil to our light and make our light shine brighter. I believe the more I win others, the more joy I have. I believe the more I teach others, the more joy I have. The more I love others with the love of Christ, the more joy I have. The more I support missionaries that are getting the gospel around the world, the more joy I have. We serve a God who specializes in giving more. He doesn't just pardon. He abundantly pardons according to Isaiah 55, 7. He doesn't just give mercy. He delights in mercy. Micah chapter 7 and verse number 18. He doesn't just save. He saves to the uttermost. Hebrews chapter 7 and verse number 25. He doesn't just save the sinner and forgives their sins. He adopts them into his family. He makes them joint heirs with Christ. He gives them an eternal mansion in heaven. He fills them with peace and joy and hope and blessings. He provides absolute assurance and eternal security. I want to tell you something. We have a good God and the more we receive a truth and give it to others, the more truth he gives to us. The light has a purpose. Let your light shine. Don't don't hide it under a bushel. Not only is your light a responsibility, your light you will give an accountability for how you let your light shine. The light has a purpose. Second of all, the light has power. It is not me. It is not you that would offend someone with truth. It is the truth. You understand what I'm saying tonight? It's not me. I want to lift up Christ. I want to lift up the light of Christ, the righteousness of Christ, the holiness of Christ, the person of Christ. I want my light to be as the little boy defined a disciple. A disciple is one that the light shines through. I want the light of Christ to shine through me in this dark world. Purpose, power, privileges, and last of all, in verse 25, we find that the light has promises. 
The light has promised his verse number 25. Mark chapter 4. For he that hath, to him shall be given. And he that hath not, from him shall be taken even that which he hath. The one who hears the truth and lets his light shine will increase his ability to receive more truth. The one who receives truth and does not let his light shine will lose the truth in their own life. Don't miss it now. If I don't let my light shine, that truth not only is not going to help others, it's not going to help me because the light comes from the oil flowing through. When the light shines that others may see, that's how it helps me. Let me give you this illustration. The Bible says in Proverbs eleven thirty, He that winneth souls is wise. I do not believe the Bible says a wise man is a soul winner. I believe the Bible is saying if he wins souls, he will be wise. I believe the more I obey the Bible, the more I understand the Bible. You don't understand the Bible more by charts and colors, and I'm, I'm not against those. I have all kinds of colored charts and markers and so forth in my studies and in my Bibles. I have all of that. But the way that you understand the truth is not just to uh, diagram that truth or highlight that truth, but the best way to understand that truth is to live it, let that truth live through you. He that winneth souls is wise. I believe as we let our light shine, God increases our wattage. So why do you believe that? Daniel 12, 3, the Bible says, And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. Take your Bibles and go to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Second Thessalonians, notice chapter 2 and verse number 10. I also believe a person who rejects truth loses his capacity to receive truth. And not only loses his capacity to receive truth, but will them come to the place that they believe a lie. You understand we're living in the day of apostasy. We're living in the day where there were those who once walked in truth, but because they rejected truth, now they walk in a lie. It's interesting what he says here. If you look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse number 10, he talks about those that reject the truth of salvation. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. For this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. Be careful about rejecting any truth. 
Accept the truth of salvation, but let's not stop there. Paul told the church at Corinth, let's go on to other doctrines. Let's not stay stuck on just being saved and happy that we're saved. Let's move on uh, to more uh, deeper truths and let's obey not just uh, uh, salvation by grace through faith. Let's obey other truth. And as you receive truth, God gives you more truth. You understand more truth. And He gives you more truth. Very simple illustration. How many of you, uh, you uh, passed algebra in high school? Raise your hand. How many of you passed uh, trigonometry? Anybody? I learned to spell it. How many of you passed calculus? You passed it. I wonder how many of you tonight would be eager to take a test tonight and see if you could pass algebra or advanced algebra or trigonometry or calculus. Unless you've used it, you've said, I'm glad I passed it and I'm finished with that. Because if you don't use it, you lose it, right? You have children that you've helped and they have algebra and they said, and, and, and I hate it when they set me up like this. Hey, Dad, uh, how'd you do in algebra? Oh, I was a straight-A student in algebra. Good, I need some help. Oh, <laughs> set up. Good, I need your help. Well, that's been a long time ago. There are many truths that the church is receiving. And what we do with that truth, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. And those that receive that truth to the place of not just hearing and storing, but hearing and obeying, God blesses those. There is a promise. There is a privilege to those who obey the truth of God. The Bible student who digs in the Bible in the mine of truth of the Bible and delivers it to others, will be quick to find yet another truth. There are those of you who study the Bible so you can be of help to another person that maybe is a new Christian. They've just been saved and you're teaching them. There's nothing more exciting than to help someone grow because the exciting thing is you not only help them grow, you keep digging for truth that will help them grow. And the preacher who preaches truth continues to mine truth from the Word of God and the joy of the Lord is in his heart and the joy of the Lord it is in his life and the Sunday school teacher and the youth pastor and the youth worker and the bus captain and the teacher that teaches the Word of God. Not only do we delight in others receiving that truth, it puts us right back in the Word of God finding yet another truth. I was ordained to preach April 16, 1986. I had a fear of what I would preach after I finished preaching the Bible. I thought, you know, there is, there's 66 books, but if I were to preach 25 or 30 years, I'll preach everything in the Bible. The truth is I've found more truth in the Bible by studying truth, and I haven't run out of truth at all. I've found that it is a well that is filled with fresh water, that is filled with fresh nourishing uh, uh, help and light in my life, and as we share it with others, God helps us. 
Nothing more exciting than to be around a group of young men that are preparing to preach. And you have a group of young men maybe preaching five, six, eight minutes and you have eight or ten of those to preach. They're excited, they're nervous, and, and, and they've been studying and they've been praying. You know why? They're going to deliver a truth they've discovered. I want to say to the church tonight, as we leave these doors, let your light shine. Stand with me, if you will, and sing with me. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, no. I'm going to let it shine. Sing, hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. I'm going to let it shine till Jesus comes. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine till Jesus comes. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Bus captain, bus worker, you're the only light that shines on that street. You're the only light that'll shine in those houses. Let's let our light shine. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd help us to let the truth of the light shine through us. May we remember that simple little story, what is a disciple? A disciple is one that the light shines through. May the world not be dark where we are this week. May the world not stumble in the darkness where we are. But may we let our light shine. Bless our invitation tonight. And I pray for those that may be here and they've never accepted you as Savior. They're not saved. I pray that tonight they would get saved. I pray, Lord, for those that are Christians that we would understand our responsibility to let our light shine. Bless our invitation in Jesus' name. Amen. As he sings on the invitation song, the altar is open tonight. Let's make the decision. I'm going to share truth with others. Share it personally. You have the opportunity of social media to let your light shine. You have the opportunity with pen, with text, with voice, so many ways. Let your light shine. Let your light shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. As we receive truth and share truth, God makes that truth come alive in our, in our lives. And as we give truth, God gives us more truth. Sometimes folks will say to you that have shared a Bible truth with another, wow, where do you find these truths? That's amazing. That, that, that's wonderful. 
The way you found it is you shared what truth you had with somebody else. Begin with the gospel. You don't have to know every doctrine to give the gospel of Christ. Let your light shine. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. You and I are to be salt and light in this world. Spiritual salt, spiritual light. Let your light shine. As we teach our children, as you teach your Sunday school class, as you say on your bus route, young people, let your light shine this week. I say to us tonight, let's go out and let our light shine in a dark world. Joey Masarwa comes tonight to become a member of our church, and I sure am thankful for his decision. Uh, he is a member of Parkside Baptist Church in Mesquite, Texas, and gives testimony of his salvation and baptism in a Baptist church of like faith. Those that rejoice in his decision, accepting him into the family and fellowship of our church, let it be known by the uplifting of the right hand and a hearty amen. Amen. God bless you, Brother Joey. I appreciate uh, his work, and he has just uh, jumped in and uh, been involved in so many things and so much work, and I appreciate him. I appreciate his spirit. I appreciate his desire uh, to please God. Thank you for being in church tonight, and uh, I'm getting used to this. I, I'm, I'm enjoying this more and more. This is just my second Sunday here, and uh, I'm getting used to it, though. I'm liking it. I am, and I trust you are. Let's be dismissed in prayer. Brother Joel, if you'll come and dismiss us in prayer, please. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for a wonderful day, and Lord, the privilege, Lord, to let our light shine. What a wonderful message tonight as, Lord, we heard your word preached, Lord, through the man of God, and Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, I pray that you'd help us this week, Lord, not to hide our candle under a bush, but Lord, that we would shine it brightly, Lord, in each place, Lord. Lord, sometimes the devil tries to uh, discourage us, and Lord, help us to, Lord, get courage each morning from the word of God and prayer uh, to you, and Lord, help us to be good soul winners and Christians this week. Give us safety as we travel home. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.